All right, so this is day 11 for me. I'm Dr. Lee on my juice fasting, or you can call it juice feast, uh, solid food vacation. And I wanted to kind of document my experiences so far, uh, being 11 days in and not eating any solid foods and only eating uh, or drinking rather uh, raw fruit and vegetable juices. So the first week solid, I'd say I had a, a lot of cleansing reactions that I was experiencing. My body felt very weak, lethargic, not from the lack of food, actually. That's kind of strange to describe it that way, but it wasn't from like, oh, I'm hungry, I need to eat. And I've definitely dealt with a lot of blood sugar issues. Um, and in fact, I tracked my blood sugar because in the past I had adopted a ketogenic diet. And so I was monitoring my uh, fasting blood glucose levels and ketones on a regular basis. And so I had equipment to be able to do that. And so I've continued to monitor. So I know uh, better than most what it's like to have like highs and lows and blood sugar and how that makes my body feel. Uh, and this has been, this has been much different. Uh, so like the, the lit, like the lethargic energy that I've uh, felt off and on, not constantly off and on has been, uh, unique. And it's, it's very clear to me that they're, uh, cleansing reactions. And I'll try to describe with the examples, like what some of those experiences are. So one of them has been, uh, like a lot of phlegm and mucus in my chest and in my, like in my nose. The, the other day it was crazy. I literally felt like I was being waterboarded, um, not from like a runny nose, but if you've ever been in like a pool and you like, like chlorine pool and you come up and you get water up your nose and there's like that slight burning sensation and you know that if you like breathe in hard, there's still a little bit of water in your nose and you'll, you might actually aspirate a little bit of water. So you're like hesitant to do so and you want to really clear your nose out. Well, that feeling persisted for two days. Um, where it felt like there was just so much moisture that was in my like nasal mucosa in the back of my pharynx all the way even into my into my chest that I was uh, kind of reluctant to take a deep breath. But if I did take a deep breath, there was no like moisture or gurgling. So really, really odd sensation. And uh, I know what what's uh, happening there is the mucous membranes are actually a detox organ. It's not what the body prefers to use, but if you're so backed up and so toxic in the body, your body's gonna do whatever it can to try to get that junk out of you. And so it uses your nose, which is why whenever we're sick, our nose starts to run a lot. You start coughing stuff up. Um, your lungs are also a secondary uh, form of detox pathway or channel. So another organ of elimination. And so I was experiencing those quite a bit here. Uh, some other things that I've experienced uh, has been a lot of bowel movements. I'm on day 10 of a solid food vacation. 
meaning I've had no solid food. I strain all my, I started straining all my juices um, after I think it was day, on day eight. Uh, so the last three days I've completely strained all my juices uh, before I was using a juicer and I wasn't straining the juices because I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like if I get a little bit of pulp in there, but based on how many bowel movements I had, I really wanted to, the investigator inside of me really wanted to know how much of that actually was uh, maybe pulp that was going through my system uh, versus actually old junk that has been caked on my, in my digestive lining uh, for years and years. So I've had a lot, when I say a lot, like I think it was day nine, day, day eight, I had, I think five solid bowel movements, five. It was mind boggling. Uh, the next day I had eight. Uh, they weren't all solid. A lot of them were kind of nasty. Um, like I'd been sick to my stomach, but I had some solid ones in there as well. Um, and day nine, same thing. It was like six or seven. And the last couple days, it's been very similar. I've had just an immense amount of bowel movements and this stuff is like it gets queasy to my stomach whenever like whenever it's it's breaking loose and it's time to to evacuate and what's crazy about it is there there's also these feelings of emotions and i've heard other people talk about this because i've done a lot of research um and then like watching other people who have kind of filmed their experience and uh taken the time to document and discuss what they went through and emotions is a huge thing that they that every single person has talked about like you're gonna have these emotions that come up and that has been wild like feelings of I've had feelings of sadness and loneliness um, kind of like depression out of nowhere like I'm that's not I, I don't get that very often um, and it would just like hit me and then Shortly after, I'd be like, feel this disgustingness in my digestive tract. That it was like, okay, it's time to time to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Like that junk gets out of me. Boom, the emotion is gone. Like the feeling is gone. So there is a huge connection between emotions and the junk that's inside of us, and it's becoming more and more clear uh, every day that you know so much of my emotions that I experience. Uh, especially the negative ones, are uh, likely tied, strongly correlated and tied to the, you know, the toxic waste that's inside of my body that's just been sitting there for years uh, and is, you know, at times is able to kind of reach critical mass and affect my, my system, then now making me for no reason uh, feel emotions that, you know, I, I feel like should be pertinent to my life. Like, and I'm wondering why, I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Like, what's going on? Why are my emotions like all over the place? Uh, and, and I know there's a good uh, percentage now of those emotions, perhaps all, I don't know. I'm, I'm really contemplating that idea now that uh, these negative emotions may be coming from uh, toxic buildup in the body that we're just completely unaware of. And before all this, I thought I had a, uh, you know, a great diet. Um, something that has, you know, I've 
back when my early 20s, I've used a diet along with chiropractic to um, re regain my health and recapture my health. And so like, this is not new to me, the importance of, you know, of diet and then also the different toxins. I've worked uh, really diligently in my life to minimize toxins and toxic exposure as much as I, you know, as I can. I go through phases where I, you know, get more intense about it. But over, you know, over the last decade, uh, gradually our life has become cleaner and cleaner and free of uh, more and more toxins. But despite all that, there's been decades of toxic exposure and buildup and uh, crap that gets like caked in the body. And I'm experiencing how much of a grip that that has on us because it literally stays inside of us. So this is, you know, my first video that I'm, that I'm recording on what it's been like on a solid food vacation. I'm enjoying being out here with Ginger, my puppy dog. And right now my wife is out running errands. I was like, one of the things I need that I, that I need if you're out and about is get an apple corer, like gadget. One of those ones that has like a hole and then slices and you just push it down and it splits the apple and you know takes the core out of it. Because man, when you are doing a solid food vacation, one of the things that uh, is crucial is that we get enough calories in. Right, because one of the things that I'm really concerned and I want to avoid is one being lethargic for the just for the fact of a lack of calories. So my lethargy to go back to what I originally talked about has not been due to a lack of calories because I'm getting uh, over 2,000 calories in a day. I'm drinking uh, at least four uh, liters, so a gallon of juices a day. Half of it coming from vegetables. Um, the other half coming from, uh, from fruit juices, mostly watermelon juice uh, at this point. I'm really liking watermelon juice is great. Cantaloupe juice is just amazing. Um, and then doing carrot juices, uh, spinach. Uh, I'll get one of those pound of spinach containers at uh, like the organic spinach containers at Walmart. And that one pound will go into just one thing of juices. It only does like half of a, like half a liter or half a, half a quart. I get these quart, quart mason jars to be able to, to track. And so this has really been a, a journey, but I wanted to make sure to get enough juices and enough calories in the day because, you know, throughout the week I'm adjusting uh, patients and I'm on my feet and I'm in a busy office setting. So I'm not sitting down much. I'm going pretty much nonstop. Uh, and so that's really crucial uh, to make sure that my calories are, are up high enough so that I don't, you know, crash and fatigue. And I haven't been, I haven't crashed and fatigued in that way. So the symptoms of lethargy that I said, it's just, they're just weird kind of detox. I feel my body just kind of going through stuff. Kind of like when you get, when you're, when you're on the edge of a cold, either just about to get a cold or on the, on the backside of it, when you're just coming over it, you're like not sick, but you're not feeling great. That's kind of how it is. Um, you can totally get through your day, um, and that's probably a better way to describe how I felt the past uh, the past week. Um, yesterday and today being actually better days where I'm not feeling that as much. So I feel like those some of those cleansing reactions are coming to uh, coming to an end. Hopefully, I mean, because I 
I, I have a feeling it's gonna wax and wane, but I don't know. I've seen other people's journeys and this is gonna be you know, my own personal experience. So we'll find out. But uh, I have a feeling that by drinking enough juices and I'm, I'm drinking at least a gallon, I'm trying to get to a, a gallon and a half, uh, upwards of two gallons because I also don't want to lose a bunch of weight and turn into like a skeleton. You know, that's uh, just kind of more of a vanity thing. I don't want to lose lean body mass. I've always been one to uh, be interested in like being into exercise, uh, weight training, all of that. And one of the things that's always concerned me about people who are doing like raw food is that they turn into these, you know, emaciated looking skeletons and uh, you know, I've always looked at those people and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm healthy. And I'm like, you sure as hell don't look healthy to me. You look sick. You look like, you know, you need, you need to eat a cheeseburger. Even though I haven't eaten cheese in 10 years, I definitely have eaten a ton of meat. Um, so that's another thing that my eyes have been open to in the past because I've done a, a couple years ago, I did a vegan diet and I learned during doing that that wow i i can actually get by without uh eating meat which i pretty much thought was going to be impossible my whole life i grew up eating just tons of meat my dad was you know as my dad is a chiropractor uh 35 years uh i guess i followed in his footsteps and became one as well but he was also a bodybuilder when he was younger and then power lifter so my whole life has been wrapped around the importance of getting in a ton of protein um, from the time I was a kid. It's like, you know, I was always eating eggs. You know, other kids would have cereal for breakfast. Uh, my parents were, you know, thought they were doing the right thing. And it was like, no, we got to get your good, 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 pro good protein in your body. So I was living off of, you know, gallons of milk, drinking milk, uh, eating lots of, you know, hamburgers, cheeseburgers, like all the time. That was my diet. I would easily have a pound of meat to two pounds of meat often a day and never thought twice about it you know i had a lot of different health issues but never really considered that that might have been a contributing factor um, but when i first went and cut out you know cut out meat that was a huge step for me and i was really reluctant to do it it was actually my wife who was the one who pushed me to or pushed us she's like we should really just you know start doing uh, a cleaner diet. I think we watched, you know, one of those documentaries, which we'd seen, you know, many of them before, but I kind of just blew it, blew it off as fluff as like, yeah, whatever. No, but that's sure it can be healthier for your heart and stuff. But what about your brain health? You know, you need fats that to, to, you know, to, to coat your brain, your brain is built out of fat. Like you, you need fats. These people might have good, uh, you know, heart health by adopting a plant-based or vegetarian diet. And so, but, but they, they don't know the other consequences. You know, I felt like I knew, I knew more, but I never realized I had never actually tried. And so I was like, you know what? Um, and at the time I had come off of doing a ketogenic diet and we fell off doing that because we started traveling in the United States, living out of our car for a while. And it was very hard to keep up with the keto diet, um, and, and having enough fat. So we kind of fell off the, fell off the wagon. And then when we hop, instead of hopping back on to keto, we actually wound up doing a, uh, that, like, a, like I said, a vegan diet at that point. And it was around the time we were opening up our practice 
out in uh, Northwest Arkansas. And so we were so busy, so slammed, so stressed all the time, uh, running around from events to events to try to promote uh, our practice and because uh, we were in a brand new area. And so what that led to us was a ton of eating out. I meant a lot of Mexican food. Um, and so basically all we were doing was eating, you know, eating kind of crappier foods, but they were, you know, the plant or they were, they were vegetarian or they were, they were vegan. So it was, you know, it was good. It was safe. Um, but I never felt good eating that way. It was kind of like, uh, I could get through with energy, which I was surprised by because I was afraid that if I didn't have meat that I would crash. Um, but I just didn't feel very good, uh, eating that way. But I was, again, think about going out to Mexican food, just not eating meat. So it was like chips and salsa, um, corn tortillas and fajita mix with all the oil, like the, you know, vegetable oil that they're, they're, they're using and cooking with, and, uh, you know, just the other crap and the other like fast food kind of, uh, snack, snack stuff that you eat that is, again, it's not whole, uh, food. So, I knew at the time that we weren't doing it really the way that I had imagined that you should do it, which is a whole food plant-based diet. But that was my, we did that for about nine months. And what it taught me was that, okay, I don't, I can do without a lot of this protein. Then I went back to keto later and was doing just a ton of fat, like over 200 grams of fat a day, realizing that, man, I could keep the protein super low. And so, and, and that, that was actually a, that, that was better. And keto was actually a lot, uh, I was able to get into deeper states of ketosis by doing that. But like, if I screwed up just a little bit, and by screw up, I mean, had like a little bit of vegetables, my blood sugar in the morning uh, would, would spike up to like 100 out of my fasting uh, blood sugar levels. It would totally take me out of ketosis. And it was, I was so, I was becoming so hypersensitive to every, uh, every food that I was like, man, I'm almost turning into a, like the carnivore diet. And I know a lot of people that, from the person that I was uh, following with keto at the time, that was my, my path was like, it was leading me closer and closer to that because more and more people were having histamine reactions where they were having their uh, like snotty noses, their eyes were like runny, digestive problems. And it was like, well, that's because of the lectins in, you know, in the tomatoes or there's different uh, phytates that are, that are problems or there's these uh, plant, the plant defense mechanisms, the oxalates and spinach, like you got to cut all that out because those are damaging to the body. And it just never really, uh, I mean, I, I kind of bought it. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense that these things are there. Plants have defenses. And if you guys have never heard of that, like the concept is that plants have certain chemicals in them that are there to protect the plants and stop predators from eating them and it causes digestive dysfunction or problems in uh, a lot of people that are sensitive to it and so we started you know i was cutting out more and more of those foods in an attempt in order to uh, to heal my you know heal my body and to be living like the most optimal diet but it just wasn't cutting it i was like god this is like i have to be so so like sensitive to this and uh but i was keeping my protein really low like 65 grams a day uh, versus what I was accustomed to is like 150, sometimes 180 grams of protein. Um, and I think that was probably the only reason that that diet was working for a lot of people and helping to heal them is because the protein was actually super low. And T. Colin Campbell, 
who is the author of the, the China study, the longest uh, nutritional study ever done. It was like, I think the 30 or 40 year study. And he showed that if protein is at 20% or higher, uh, th that causes disease, that causes uh, cancer in populations, um, as well as other diseases that he showed and demonstrated in, in uh, societies. So if you keep your protein down to 7 to 10%, that's the sweet spot where cancer doesn't develop, and it's based off of protein consumption. So when I heard that, I was like, that is why the keto diet was... Uh, or the type of keto that I was doing at that time was working. You know, a lot of people do keto. It's a high protein diet. Uh, they do it wrong in that in that category. But I'm not going to go into the, to to those down, down those trains of thought because it's just uh, wrong in general. I don't think it's the right uh, a right right way to go. Um, but it was a path that I took to get to where I'm at now. So being here and seeing the different changes has been just just eye-opening the amount of like toxic junk that we hold inside of our body and so it was it became like just crystal clear that it was time to go on a on a solid food vacation and so that's that's where I'm at at this stage and so there's we're on day 11 so I'm gonna be tracking this journey and being able to uh, you know keep you guys up to speed with what's happening and you know if you have questions if you have advice, if you guys have gone through this, um, this is good. I'm doing this until I stop eliminating. So if you guys, if you have good uh, insights on, you know, your past experiences going through all this, then I would be very happy to, uh, to, to court those options and listen to you guys because uh, this is, you know, this is a journey. This is a journey and there's, there's a, a lot to be learned. And I've learned a lot from other people's experiences. And so I hope to be able to share my experiences to encourage other people to, uh, to go down this path. And if you have any questions, you know, put them in the comments.